Computer, initialize Holosuite. Holosuite Media. And welcome to Open Channel, a Star Trek community podcast. I'm your host, Christopher D. Littlefield, and with me today is Chris Hill, co-host of The Expanse, Hollowsweet Media's Enterprise podcast. Chris, how are you today? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing really well. I can say I had a couple errands to run earlier in the day, but also just got done recording another podcast. Right, tell us about that. Uh, it's going to be our, our first uh, Writer's Room episode, and we had uh, Brandy on. Uh, it was just me, because Kyle got pulled away working for finishing up his uh, Blast Shields episode for that's going to kind of tie in with, with this one, too. So Cool. Uh, I can't wait to listen to the Expanse episode with Brandy on it. She's quite the Enterprise connoisseurs, maybe? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the first time that we've met, too, so... Yes, it is. I mean, I've I know your name and I've read your comments and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I've I've just listened to you and and you know kind of read the read our, our back and forth within within the media company itself and yeah again that's just about it. <laughs> well, thanks for being here. Not a problem. Happy to be here. Open Channel is dedicated to facilitating the fan conversation about every single brand new Trek episode as it drops and other topics we decide to talk about along the way. For this episode, we're reading and discussing your comments on Second Contact, the series premiere of Lower Decks. To join the conversation on Facebook, type the Nexus into the search field and join our listeners group. Follow us on Twitter at Open Channel Trek. I'll post an Open Channel conversation thread after every new episode drops. Leave your comments, questions, concerns, and theories, and they just might get read on the air. Keep in mind that comments may be edited for time. Chris, you ready to go? Uh, whatever you are. All right, let's do this. All right, so our uh, first comment is from Liam Smart. So many goodies. Wasn't expecting how in-depth it was, to be honest. Um, I kind of agree with that. I mean, I was looking for everything, and I still haven't caught any caught everything, and I've watched it twice so far. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched it twice, too, and there are a lot of goodies. I loved it, though. Yeah, me too. And Paloma Bennett says, I really loved the design of the USS Cerritos. The Cerritos is my third favorite starship in Star Trek. My other favorite part of the pilot is that Star Trek Lower Decks appears to be an ensemble show. I have been missing that aspect of the Trekverse in both Discovery and Picard, where there is one main character. Well, Paloma, I'm glad that you got your comment in on time, and I think it's awesome that the Cerritos is already in your top five starships <laughs> out of all of Star Trek, and we've only seen it in one episode. Yeah, it it even though it does look like a bash kit, it it kind of sets or you know kind of feels with how this crew is, and at least the 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 four that that we're following, and you know, like like Paloma said, you know, I really like I really have missed that ensemble feeling from the 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 two newer Treks that we've gotten. Yeah, me too. Regarding the ship, I really want to see if that little section in between the nacelles separates and, mm -hmm. and, and flies off by itself. I'm hoping that that happens. And I also do really love the fact that it's an ensemble show. Yeah. It gave us, the, it gave us a lot of the feelings of, of that kind of series in Trek, but then also a whole lot of other stuff that we've never seen before in Trek at the same time. Yeah. 
Nicholas Paul Collinson says, just watched it and I loved it. Watched it with my partner who has so far only seen Discovery and Picard. And she said that aside from Laurel, this was better or at least more entertaining than Discovery. I loved it too. I think it's a perfect look at the lives of the lower ranked crew, which is something I've really been interested in seeing since even before Discovery season one. We both loved Mariner. I think she's a great and really complex character. And Rutherford's date with the other Ensign and their chemistry while escaping the space zombies was really precious. I also love Tendi and just how excited she is by everything. I'm super invested in all these characters already. Can't wait for next week. I also love how much this reminds me of Red Dwarf. Mariner is a bit like Lister, but with better personal hygiene. And Boimler reminds me very much of a more sympathetic Rimmer. Classic odd couple dynamic, and I really loved it. Chris, do you know what Nicholas is talking about? Red Dwarf? Red Dwarf is, I think, more of a British, is like a British sort of sci-fi variety type thing. Okay. From what I understand, I mean, feel free to, to correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but that that's just kind of what I've gathered from what I've seen here and there, people talking about it. Okay, I'll have to look that up. I like that Nick, your partner, likes this, thinks that this is more entertaining than Discovery and Picard, <laughs> apart from Laurel. <laughs> that's really interesting. Laurel, Laurel is actually one of my favorite characters from, from Discovery as well, so I'm really going to be missing her in season three, but hopefully they bring her along for Strange New Worlds when, when that comes out. I think they would be foolish not to. <laughs> I mean, and Mary Chifo kind of, you know, she's pretty much fluent in Klingon now, so she's, yeah. I think she's quite an asset to the franchise at this point. I can say, if, if nothing else, she, she could, you know, kind of take over a different Klingon role there, there in the future. That's true. Yeah. Patrick Carlin says, I love the opening credit sequence, especially one when they nick an icy asteroid and it sends the ship tumbling with the nacelles flickering. And two, when they fly up to a battle between some Borg and Romulans and are immediately, nope, bye, loved all the Easter eggs thrown in too. The first one to jump out at me was Cetacean Ops on the Hawaiian beach on the holodeck talking about the sand. This stuff is crazy. What does it do? Oh, it just gets everywhere and gives you a rash. Little Star Wars in-joke there, perhaps? All in all, had a blast with this first episode. Is it next week yet? Yeah, I I, I really, really enjoyed hearing, you know, Cetacean Ops in there, because that's one thing that we've never seen, just only talked about. Mm-hmm. Since, since this is animated, there's a good chance that we'll actually see it further on either this season next season what have you and i i did did catch that little little dig maybe there at uh at star wars with the with the sand yeah patrick posted a gif with or, or gif whichever way you pronounce it with uh that that scene from star wars so i didn't get that and i did not hear cetacean ops either and i've seen it episode i've seen the episode twice also boimler mentions that it that uh behind the the warp drive it's the the most exciting part of the ship i think or something like that Okay. I'll I mean I'm going to rewatch it so I'll have to I'll have to check it out again. And we are going to actually move on to your questions and concerns now. All right. Janessa Kiharda. Not sure I caught everything the first time I saw it since well, geez, that was a lot crammed in under 30 minutes and with 0 seconds of letting the characters and the audience just breathe. I'll definitely be rewatching it though. I'm glad there's more animated Trek and overall, I hope there's more animated everything in the future. 
Western audiences generally treat animation as a medium strictly for comedy or children when there's so many more possible genres. Hello, anime. You can do things in animation that would be impractical or ridiculously expensive in live action, like the Cation Doctor and all non-human aliens in Lower Decks. Or animation work could be done remotely and the actors can keep up social distancing in a sound booth. Two important things in, in, the, in this age of COVID. I'm sure that there's some sort of arcane union rules that prevent costumers, set builders, and makeup artists from being put out of work. But damn it, animation makes unfilmable adaptations possible. Still waiting for Old Man's War, Netflix. I don't know what Old, Man, Old Man's War is either. Guessing it would be an anime that just, or a, fa- a fantasy novel or something like that. Yeah. Not, not really in my purview. I guess I really, the furthest I've gotten was Lord of the Rings, so... Okay. Janessa always looks at things from a very practical perspective too. So I love the I love the possibilities of Yeah. Yeah, I I love your points there, Janessa. Janessica, I should say. <laughs> I'm trying to get her to change her name so that I don't <laughs> I always mess it up. <laughs> Steve Roberts, who is one of the network heads at Hollow Sweet Media, and he is a first time commenter, says it was a good episode, but if I were not in the position of watching to review, it would not be must-watch immediately upon release for me. But it was only episode one. Okay. Cool, I get that. It's so different, you know? Yeah. Even compared to the only other animated Star Trek that we have, it's 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 different. Yeah. But then again, you know, for me, I treat the animated series as season four kind of like season four of the original series of course yeah so and i think that's this is like something totally separate brand new characters brand new everything yeah thanks for commenting steve it's good to have you your voice in the conversation yes yes it is jerry gilbert padano is also a first time commenter oh nice Thanks, Chris. I wasn't sure if you we were going to do it or not. Yeah, I was I was debating, but I, I decided to go ahead and go for it. <laughs> awesome. I feel torn about this episode. I love the intro and theme. Definitely my favorite part. The other part I loved was the first date gone awry. I feel like that part slowed down a bit. The frantic pace of the rest of the show was a bit much for me. The scene early on when the trunk full of Easter eggs felt more like Animaniacs than Star Trek. I'll definitely keep watching, of course, but I'd love to see them slow down a bit. There's no need for an A, B, and C plot in a 30-minute episode. Okay, Jerry, a little bit too fast for you. Too much going on. And and, and I get it. Yeah. It, it is. There is a lot thrown at you, and to me it seems like it requires at least a good half dozen rewatches to catch everything, and even then you might miss two or three things. Yeah, yeah, I, I really did enjoy the 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 date the the whole first date gone awry because at that point Rutherford seems a lot like I would have been you know during high school you know the date kind of goes well and then something I find fascinating happens and then she didn't really notice it that to me would kind of be like man I wish you just would have noticed it and been as ex- been as excited as I was <laughs> yeah I think they're kind of it looks like they're projecting a. A little bit of a romance between uh, Rutherford with, uh, is it Tendy? Uh, Bar- uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're wanting to do more Tendy than, than Barnes, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. And let's move on to your final thoughts, listeners. At Her Peak Highness on Twitter says, Brilliant. 
witty, and incredibly efficient. In under 25 minutes, it not only established the show's premise, but also main characters' personalities and arcs. Not a moment wasted. Mike McMahon's pure love and joy for Trek is on full display. The humor is just the icing on the cake. Belinda, I think you summed up exactly how I feel about it, too. I, I completely agree. Yeah, I probably couldn't have said it better <laughs> than, mm-hmm. than, than what she did. So, And I have to say that I just am obsessed with Don Lewis as the voice of the captain because mm-hmm. Don Lewis was in A Different World, which was a sitcom that was a spinoff uh, a long time ago of The Cosby Show. And I have been obsessed with her ever since I know who she was. I think she was on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And she's wonderful. I, I'm obsessed with her. I think her voice is perfect for the captain. For for that, I'll, I'll have to take your word for it. But I, but I did enjoy <laughs> enjoy her, her bits as, as being the captain, especially when, when she talked to her, her husband, there, the, which yeah. was the Admiral. <laughs> did you see it coming that, that, the, that, that was her daughter? No, I didn't. I saw it in that in the, at the beginning of that conversation. I thought I thought that that was probably going to happen. Okay, Joshua DeVree says I adored this episode. A fun blend of outrageous comedy and genuine emotional beats. I was expecting the show to exist in a sort of heightened alternate reality separate from the other shows, but this feels absolutely Star Trek. Boimler is already my favorite character, and I can't wait to see how the other characters progress. Also, man, is it nice to see that TNG blue font again. It's like a warm typographic hug. <laughs> I agree. I can say another thing that, that I really enjoy, too, is that they've gone back to putting the, the titles of the episode there yeah. after, after the credits. Yeah, I like that. I mean, it, it doesn't bother me at them not being there for, you know, Discovery and Picard, but I think McMahon kind of nailed it, kind of establishing the feel of of where where this is within, you know, the Star Trek timeline. Yeah, I think so, too. And I got to say, some people commented about the theme music and I love it. I think it's wonderful for for me. It will take take a little like sort a little bit more getting used to. But I but I did enjoy it when I when I watched it, I think probably next time when I watch it, I'll just have to put it on my phone and and stick my headphones on so that way I, I can hear it hear it a little bit better yeah and there's a little shout to the animated series theme as well too at the top yeah and that's actually all of our comments for this week i think since a lot of our listeners are international they weren't able to watch it just yet so hopefully that will change soon mm-hmm. and chris what did you think of everyone's comments you know like you said we didn't have many but i mean we're we're still waiting on on the international deal and that was just because Lower Decks got pushed up due to COVID-19. I kind of see where, where the questions and concerns do come from. Yeah. But I think with, you know, Mike McMahon running it, you know, you know, he's coming from a place of, of, of love. And this to me is, is sort of like him, him taking a bit of a galaxy quest and putting it into a Star Trek show. Hmm. Interesting. I like that. Well, thank you again for joining me today. It's been really fun having you. Thanks for having me. And uh, please tell our listeners where they can find you on social media and what else you're doing. I'll be in the uh, in the Nexus uh, there on Facebook. Um, On Twitter, I'm at the Chris Hill. Uh, Chris is spelled with a K. And I am currently co-hosting the Expanse, which is our Star Trek Enterprise podcast here on the network. We've got a few more things in the works, but nothing's been been finalized yet and, and put into stone. But probably be hearing me a little bit more around the network as well. Awesome. 
Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Listeners, it has been such a joy to read and discuss your comments today on the series premiere of Lower Decks, and I'm so thrilled that you're a part of this Star Trek community conversation. You can join the Open Channel conversation on Twitter and Facebook by following us at Open Channel Trek, and join our listeners group on Facebook by typing the Nexus into the search field. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at CD Littlefield. We here at Hollow Sweet Media are so excited about all the incredible new content we have for you. Keep an eye out for my open channel conversation threads on Facebook and Twitter, which I will post every Thursday right before each new Trek episode drops. Thanks for listening to Open Channel. Channel Open, standing by. A warm typographic hug. This show is brought to you by Hollow Sweet Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Holosuite Preview Program for Blast Shield, a Star Trek Lower Decks podcast. And she starts swinging it in a ridiculously reckless way. But it's so over the top that I was laughing out loud. It's putting a smile on my face. I know you were laughing really when you first saw it. I really related to that moment. <laughs> you know I get over the top. It was, uh, I just think it gives a good idea at her. And the way they cut around it, it's so close in her face. You're like, oh my God, she's crazy. And then we get the moment where she just slices it into his leg. And it's very graphic. Oh, it's re- detail. You see the muscle, like the different muscles torn. You can like see the, the Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, I think you see bone as well. Loading Sweet preview program for The Janeway, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. The orangey skin makes me think of something else. Makes you think nowadays. of Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and bad hair. Oh my god! He's Kazon. Donald Trump is Kazon. Trump is Kazon. Oh my god! I'm surprised he's not calling himself Marge Trump. <laughs> because he's not very bright either. No. It fits perfectly. I understand it all now. We've we've just been taken over by the Kazon. And we didn't even realize it. No. Oh my god. <laughs> Listeners, we've just solved the mystery of the last four years in the United States. Loading Holosuite preview program for There Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast. I always thought I was special that I knew that the theme came from the end of of the original motion picture. Like, I thought nobody knew that but me. (laughs) And of course, that was dumb to think. But that was, and that was the thing that, that always really sort of stuck with me. So in getting to in getting to work on Discovery, it was, you know, really, really an amazing experience for me and an amazing thought to be able to start working in this world of this kind of narrative. But when when I talked to Alex about doing um, Picard, it was on a whole nother level of of connection for me. Computer deactivate Holosuite.